Hi, this is Becky Doolin. Today we will be reading Acts 18, 1-17. Then Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he became acquainted with a Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently arrived from Italy with his wife Priscilla. They had left Italy when Claudius Caesar deported all Jews from Rome. Paul lived and worked with them, for they were tent makers just as he was. Each Sabbath found Paul at the synagogue trying to convince the Jews and Greeks alike. And after Silas and Timothy came down from Macedonia, Paul spent all his time preaching the word. He testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed and insulted him, Paul shook the dust from his clothes and said, Your blood is upon your own heads. I am innocent. From now on I will go preach to the Gentiles. Then he left and went to the home of Titius Justus, a Gentile who worshipped God and lived next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, and everyone in his household believed in the Lord. Many others in Corinth also heard Paul, became believers, and were baptized. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision and told him, Don't be afraid. Speak out. Don't be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack and harm you, for many people in this city belong to me. So Paul stayed there for the next year and a half, teaching the word of God. But when Gallio became governor of Achaia, some Jews rose up together against Paul and brought him before the governor for judgment. They accused Paul of persuading people to worship God in ways that were contrary to our law. But just as Paul started to make his defense, Gallio turned to Paul's accusers and said, Listen, you Jews, if this were a case involving some wrongdoing or a serious crime, I would have a reason to accept your case. But since it is merely a question of words and names in your Jewish law, take care of it yourselves. I refuse to judge such matters. And he threw them out of the courtroom. The crowd then grabbed Sosthenes, the leader of the synagogue, and beat him right there in the courtroom. But Gallio paid no attention. Okay, let's take a closer look at some things. Um, I would, I just love, I want to point out in verse 9, that um, one night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Now how cool is that? God speaking to Paul in a vision. I just love to hear about the supernatural things and doings of God because it's just amazing. Um, and I know some people would say that those supernatural things are kind of weird, maybe Old Testament, you know, but Hebrews 13.8 puts it great, says, you know, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, I think that's really cool because our God is so big and if he wants to do the supernatural yesterday, today, and forever, he will do it. Okay, so we looked at how God spoke to him, which was in a vision. Now let's move into the what God said to him in that vision. God told him, don't be afraid, speak out, don't be silent, for I am with you and no one will attack or harm you, for many people in this city belong to me. Now, God says to not be afraid. He's with them. No one will harm him because there are many um, that are ready to hear more um, about him. Their hearts are softened. And I think sometimes it's hard for us to stay in a place where we are rejected or we're the minority. But God here is telling Paul, hang in there. I got your back. And if you look in verse 16, 
we see that God did protect him um, by throwing um, what he was accused of just out of the courtroom. Case closed. God had Paul's back. Now, there's one other thing that struck me in these verses. Um, Paul found Priscilla and um, Aquila when he arrived in Corinth. Um, He lived and worked with them because they were tent makers just like he was. Um, What I want to look at closer here is first the fact that Paul had a job other than being, um, shall we say, a full-time minister or um, professional minister, whatever you want to call that. His job as a tent maker was able to give him the resources to do the ministry God brought him there to do. And then on each Sabbath, Paul um, could be found preaching the gospel at the synagogue. And who was at his side? Priscilla and Aquila. And I love that because it's like the great husband and wife ministry team. Um, And they were tent makers too. And, you know, why is all this important? Well, sometimes I think um, that if we are not like a full-time pastor or if we didn't go to Bible college, that we are unable to minister to people or to show them Jesus or, you know, we're not doing that full-time. But I really think it's the exact opposite. I believe um, that those of us that have, shall we say, secular jobs or the real work world um, outside of the ministry umbrella have one of the biggest avenues to minister to people. You know, for example, um, two years ago, um, after much prayer, my husband and I followed God's leading to open our own business. Um, And, you know, we believe that this is an avenue that God has us on to minister to those we come into contact each and every day. I mean, when we answer the phone, we look at it as as an opportunity to serve someone. We want to help them out with the problem they called us about. And how we do that, how we deal with them on the phone, shows that we are in the world, but not of the world. I mean, we've all um, been on the phone at one time, trying to get a live person. And then when we finally do, they're rude, and it seems like we've inconvenienced them. Come on, you've been there, I know. Well, we want to have those, you know, on the other end of the line, experience Jesus in us. Um, Now we're not perfect, but God doesn't call us to perfection. Um, And like when we hire people um, for our team, um, how how do we treat them? You know, we, you know, have uh, all had those jobs where the boss was really difficult to work for. Maybe they didn't listen to us. They didn't understand us. Um, Maybe they didn't even know how to do the job that we were doing and they were, you know, evaluating us on that. So, you know, we're trying each day to take a godly path and trying to do things different. Um, We want our employees to notice that difference. We want them to be like, wow, there's something different about you guys. You know, it never works for someone like this. Um, You always listen to my ideas and value my opinion. You understand when my child's sick, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, when those different things happen in our business, um, we always say openly, you know, that that was a God thing. Um, or if something is challenged, you'd be like, boy, I wonder what God's trying to teach me here. I want to get this right, so I'm to go around this mountain again. Um, or we'll be like, wow, we got a God story for you today. Um, boy, that was God's favor. So we just try to bring that out to those, either the calls that are coming in, the customers we deal with, or those that are working for us. And that is just a little glimpse, um, you know, of how my husband and I can be Jesus to someone. Um, 
It is where God has put us and the avenue to which we can minister. Now with all that, I want you to take some time today and look at the avenue you're on and look at it a little differently. What is the avenue God has you on? Who are those he's calling you to minister to? Be the difference to. To be loving them like Jesus loves you. Showing them grace as Jesus has shown you grace. To give them forgiveness as Jesus has given you the forgiveness. You see, I am a disciple of Jesus acting as a business owner. And you are a disciple of Jesus as well in whatever area you're acting in. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you that we are all different and unique. Remind us that that's how you planned it. God, who are those around us that we can minister to in our workplace, in our families, in our friendships? Who needs your grace and mercy today? Who needs to hear of your unfailing, unconditional love? Strengthen us and give us your eyes to see where you are moving and what avenue you are calling us down. Thank you, Lord, that no matter what we do as our job, that you have placed someone there that is in need of a special touch from you through us. Yeah, through us. Thank you that you have equipped us to be the difference in someone's life. Lord, we're here. Lord, let us be your hands and feet. Use us. And as we go out each and every day, Lord, protect us just as you protect Paul and let no harm come to us. Thank you, Lord, for going before us and being our rear guard. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen.